1: Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. This is an update on the Food Bank documentary, which you may have heard back in October. With Christmas just weeks away, we've gone back to the West End Food Bank in Newcastle to chat to two characters you may remember from the original documentary, Carol Rollins and Bill Corcoran. To tie in with Rich Pelsey's drive to publicise the work of football fans and their clubs in helping food banks up and down the country. We've returned to see if their fears of a growing demand voiced in October have now become a reality. Now, if you haven't heard the original documentary, search West End Food Bank at United Front, whichever podcast provider you use, and take a listen after we've spoken to Bill and Carol. We start off by asking them whether the demand seen in the first eight months of the year, which was a record, has continued to grow.
2: It has indeed. Yeah, very much a reality. Um, obviously the school meals uh, campaign headed by Marcus Rashford has helped. We now know that um, people who qualify will get school meals um, replacement, so they will get some vouchers and that will be eased throughout Christmas and also the half-term holiday in February. But that's really just like a little sticky plaster over, you know, a gaping wound. So, we very much have seen an increase in demand. As an example, we don't have the December figures, but December is always around about a third more than the previous month. And in November we gave out 1,608 parcels. Now that probably doesn't mean much to a lot of people, but it equates to just under four and a half thousand people, four thousand four hundred and four to be exact, of which um one thousand eight hundred and five are children. Now you can imagine um really the cold. It's been so, so cold. And really mums and dads and families generally have just got to put a little bit more on the meter. Most people have meters where you've got to feed it, you know, it isn't just automatic. You've got to go out and you've got to get tokens or you've got to get a, you know, a piece of paper and then just sort of pop it in. And we find that they're using a lot more gas and electricity because it's just so cold. So that cuts down what they can actually use for food. Um generally, we have seen an increase, I would say, probably year on year. It's about a quarter for going on last year's figures. Um, but there's a lot of very desperate people coming, and it's not just families. We're seeing an awful lot of single people, especially single males. Um, we can't quite track that back yet, but over the next few months, we'll be able to track it back and see exactly uh, why this is occurring
0: uh, yeah unfortunately uh, I was there last week and you know you described the queue outside the Venerable B church uh, I saw it because I was dropping some I was dropping some selection boxes off and some baby things um, and you kind of walk mm. through the queue and you look at the people and you're thinking they're standing mm. in the cold they're standing in the rain and um you know they're they're doing their best. You can't even smile because everybody's wearing masks, and it's it's the sort of brutal end of of what you see about a food bank. I think I said that nobody would ever volunteer. I know occasionally, you know, in the past, not so much now because people have understood what a, what a food bank is. But there have been occasional people who say, "Oh well, you, you know, it's easy for them to go and go and get things." Nobody would want to be there standing in, in that queue um, with your kind of two meter separation with the lines on the ground if you you know even without the people there you can walk past that church and have a look at the ground and it's got yellow lines on to, to separate people from each other so you know it's bad enough going through COVID because we can't see our friends and we can't be in close proximity for socialization and whatever and everybody's missing each other and there's, there's a there's a great deal of angst about when the community can feel it but to be standing there on a monday morning and in the in the cold and the wet and the kind of weather we've been having and you're stuck behind a mask and you can't see each other's smile and you doubt even if anybody is smiling and you just think my god you know it's it's a great tribute to the to the incredibly staunch people like Carol and the volunteers who have gone in there and helping at the front line with the people at the food bank. But the people at the food bank are suffering. I'm only pleased that we're able to put some food in their bellies. And so when they get home, you know, again, I always think about the kind of happy ending that somebody will come home with food, they'll put it on a kitchen table and they'll eat as a family and smile at each other. And, you know, hopefully... The mother can ask the kid, "What did they do at school today?" And the kid will say, "Oh, we did this and that." It's very interesting, and we're looking forward to that. And of course, and and basically, family life will carry on, but it's tough for people.
1: We spoke about the kind of a stigma attached to to using a food bank. Do you think at Christmas is that stigma even harder for for people to come and reach out because you have got you know the the kind of the perfect image of the presents under the tree and that perfect family Christmas, and when they have that realisation they can't provide that and they're struggling just to put food on the table. Do you think it's harder for people to reach out at Christmas?
2: Yes, of course it is. You know, it's hard anyhow. And the one very, very sad thing that everybody um, really wants to do is to make their, their kids happy. The sad thing is for a lot of families, they can't do that. You know, we've all been in a situation where perhaps we've wanted to get children certain things for Christmas and we haven't been able to afford them. And you, you do almost anything to try and do that because it is special. Um, and our families simply don't have a choice. They don't even have a choice of what they can buy their kids because there's just not enough money around. So we try, albeit in a small way, we we try and take a little bit of that away from them by this time of year, giving them the parcel. Um, and in addition, we're able to give them some extra food that so many people have so generously donated to us. I mean, we are we really thought this Christmas we'd struggle. And I have to say we haven't. People have been extraordinarily generous. They really have. They've been fantastic. And, you know, as I'm talking to you now, I'm sitting in the hall, um, at the food bank in Benwell, and you know, people have been so generous. We've given out Christmas chocolates today, and we've given out the usual mince pies and Christmas puddings, and just little things that we can give people that just make makes it look more like Christmas for them.
1: It makes a difference. And and something else that was done at the start of the month was the advent calendars. Now, usually, that's driven by the fact there'll be plenty of home games up at St James's Park, of course, due to COVID. You haven't got that this year. So how has that affected what is a wonderful gesture to make sure that every kid that comes to the food bank has an advent calendar. You ask how many? Jesus, hundreds.
0: <laughs> hundreds, possibly thousands. We used to say that, I mean, I remember once we collected 1,100 um, between a football match and something else and uh, it was it was hilarious. We're, we, we, we never got a bad reaction from the people at the warehouse, but they were sort of going, how many advent it's getting in the way? And we're like, yeah, I know, but you know, never mind. And nobody minded that.
2: It's fantastic, you know, and the Newcastle United fans they couldn't donate in front of St. James's Park into our usual pre-match situation. So they brought them directly here, you know, um, and it wasn't just the fans. We've had Isaac Hayden here. We've had Paul Dummett, um, You know, we've we've had um, Gillespie. We've had we've had everybody here. It's been absolutely fantastic. Isaac Hayden arrived with nearly 200 um, advent calendars, you know, just. All sorts. I mean, it was just absolutely marvellous, but the fans have done it as well. They've just been turning up. You know, one guy arrived with 500, 500 calendars. It's just extraordinary.
1: And it has been such a big community effort. There's so many people that Carol wanted to mention. People, companies who have not only gone the extra mile to ensure that the food bank remains stocked, but also who've donated items and time to make sure that those using the food bank can get something that little bit extra this Christmas. We've got the guys from Dame Allen School backed by the Newcastle United Foundation. Steve Rafe, Reese from Gosforth Harriers. George, the 11-year-old who donated his birthday money. We've got a massive effort from a company called Kitmas who've donated... A hundred football shirts, mainly Newcastle United shirts, but a few Real Madrid and Barcelona ones too. Diane the Knitter, Twinkle Books, and Petrel Solicitors. Just a few names to mention who've all done their bit to help make Christmas a bit more special for those in need. As well as, as you've just previously heard, the Newcastle United players. They delivered a very special message to those who volunteer and work at the food bank.
0: Hi everyone Newcastle Western Food Bank. We well, Thanks for all your help and the local community. The weekend was is brilliant, so um, I wish you a Merry Christmas nap, and happy new year. It was a pleasure to, to see you. I have a really good memory when I go to the Food Bank, so I just want to say to you Merry Christmas and I miss you a lot.
1: To everyone involved with the Food Bank, we just want to say congratulations on all the great work you've been doing. Um, we hope you have a great Christmas, stay safe, and hopefully we'll
0: be able to see you soon. It's a difficult time for the food bank in general because um, they rely on a lot of donations uh, to be able to provide food for people who cannot afford or people that are in very desperate situations. Um, And as I said, usually with matches and things like that, they get a lot of donations, uh, so it's been a bit difficult with no one being allowed to go to games, but they... They've been seemingly getting a lot of donations um, from a lot of you know, nice general public. Um, a few of the lads have been down there also with um, packages to, to help out. And The more that anyone can do to help, um, no matter how small or big, um, will be um, sufficient and would be helping them out a great deal. The had asked you, Castellan, I said, look, it'd be lovely to get a message from you to the people at the food bank. And I was thinking they could maybe write something on some headed note paper and we'll give it out with the selection boxes. And I and I, I kind of, to be fair, I, I was hustling them and saying, well, is there any chance of getting this done? And then they got struck with COVID-19 and I thought, well, fair enough. You know, they've got other things on their mind. And then on a Monday morning, I get a WhatsApp message and it's this. And I'm going, my God. And uh, so I just sent it straight to the to, to Carol at the food bank so she could see it and so she could show everybody there. And then we released it. And, you know, just watching it, it was just natural from the players. Was, they're not scripted, they're talking. They're, they're decent, ordinary fellas. Like you say, they could, be, they could be out thinking about their share portfolios or their money. It's not about money. It's about the joy of playing the game. It's about the joy of playing the game in front of the of the fans, which I know they miss. That's one of the things that Isaac Hayden said when he came to the to the food bank. T- and I've got to be absolutely honest when, <laughs> as I call them now,
2: it's it's the famous Dumit and Gillespie moment, right? Because, um, you know, I I didn't recognise them. I was one of two. It was Laura and I. And we actually went out, you know, and those two guys there with boots, two two cars full, of, you know, bootfuls, and. We were busy. And, you know, even though we spoke to them for about five or 10 minutes, we were just chatting. And I said, where are you from? Where's somebody from? And one of them used to live near my mum. And we were just chatting. I mean, it was just and both Laura and I said, what lovely lads, what really nice lads. Isn't that lovely that they did that? And then when Gemma came back in, we showed her the photo. and She said, are you two for real? Should you know who they were? <laughs> we went, no, should oh my goodness, you know. Um, and it was lovely. They'd just arrived. And of course, I think they were quite amused as well at the fact that really we didn't recognize them. And they didn't tell us either, the little tinkers. You know, they I think they were having a bit of fun as well. But then to find out that officially these guys had actually done a video. I mean, it was just again something that they did for us, which is quite extraordinary. And it just makes it worthwhile. And actually what it does, I mean, there aren't, of course, there are, you know, mega books, these guys, but, you know, just the fact that they think of us and the fact that they bring stuff and the fact that they help us because the publicity is really, really important because obviously the amount of Newcastle United fans, they do respond to it.
1: And it's been fantastic. So what would be your message to those who have donated? Even in these tough times, they're still thinking about people worse off than them and helping those in need. What would you like to say to them?
2: Well, very simply, they've changed lives. But more importantly, I think, think about it, that you personally have changed a life.
0: My message is is absolute humble thanks to my fellow citizens who have stepped forward and, and done this. Um, it is so important what you're doing. Not a single penny is wasted. All of it goes to help the people and we we will never forget these years when the people of Newcastle were tested, when the people of the greater northeast were tested. This was their response which was dignity and decency and that will never be forgotten. And there, without them none of this would have would have worked none of this would have would have would have happened
1: thank you very much for listening hopefully we've given you an insight into just how important your donations are to the food bank especially at this time of year now if you want to donate you can head over to the food bank's website that's newcastlewestend.foodbank.org.uk where you can drop them a monetary donation if you feel like you need help from the food bank all the information is also on that website and they will point you in the right direction what you have to do next if you haven't listened to the original podcast documentary which was a really heartwarming look at the people that need to use the food bank to spell the message that it could happen to you or i could happen to anybody at any time just search the newcastle west end food bank our united front on whatever podcast platform you use and you'll find it there in the meantime i hope you have a lovely christmas and i wish you all the best for a hopefully happy 2021